This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. We want to first welcome Stevie Ravi from uh, Israel. He just got in. It's coming vote. And Abotai, this is a very big, I mean, this is a very big uh, shiur. And also, Hari Schneider, we didn't see in a while. It's coming vote for coming. This shiur tonight is, um, <clears throat> is a very vital shiur, but we have to pay attention. Good, good. I mean, and first, it's dealing with Shabbat Shira. You ever hear of Shabbat Shira? This week they call it Shabbat Shira. It's the Shabbat of the song. Which song? The song that we went out of Egypt. We, the Kriyat Yamsuf. Finally, we get out the Kriyat Yamsuf. Yeah. So now, it says over here that when everybody was going out of Egypt, what was everybody taking with them? What does it say? Everybody was taking with them what? What did they take with them? Who knows? Nah. All the riches from the Egyptians. However, there was one person that was not taking the riches and he took something else. Who was it? Who was it, Eddie? Who was it? Come on, take one guess. There you go. That's the one guess. Who? Moshe Rabbeinu. What was Moshe Rabbeinu taking? Huh? Yosef. He took Yosef's atzamot, his bones. It's brought down in Gemara Sota, where everybody knows Moshe Rabbeinu, he was looking for, 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 where's his bones, where's his bones? He saw what? There was a lady, uh, the Asher's daughter. Who was that? Serach bat Asher. Serach, the daughter of Asher. She was living a long, long time and she says, Moshe says, where can I find, where can I find the bones? Where can I find that smooth Yosef? Where can I find it? Where can I find it? So he says, uh, go look over here, this place, that. Quote, bottom line is, he took out the bones of Yosef. Now, on this, the Midrash says, Chacham Lev Yikach Mitzvot. A smart, wise person, what does he do? He takes Mitzvot. Because what did Moshe Rabbeinu do when everybody was taking the gold and the silver and everything? What did Moshe Rabbeinu do? He went ahead and he took what? He took Yosef's bones. So because Moshe Rabbeinu took Yosef's bones and not the gold and silver and all the money, he's a Chacham. He took mitzvot. Chacham Lev, Yikach mitzvot. Wow! Look what he did. He took mitzvot. Now on this, there's a very obvious question. Richie, you with me? Oh, this is a very obvious question. What's the obvious question? The obvious question is as follows. Listen good. Was it a mitzvah? Was it a mitzvah to take the riches of the Egyptians before we left? Yes or no? Of course it was. Of course it was. Not only that, Hashem pleads with Moshe, tell the people to ask them to for the riches. Tell them. He pleads with them, don't go out without it. Imagine. Think about it. You, do you, would you care? Imagine a guy's in jail for, 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 for 40, 50, 60 years, 30 years, whatever it is. And now they tell him, you're free, you're free, you're free. Oh, but, but, but before you go, she just wants to go, he wants to go free. He's not thinking, oh, I'll go to there, go, no, just go that. 
No, no, Hashem says, it's a mitzvah to go and take the riches. And then he goes, that being said, so why does it say about Moshe, Chacham Levi, Kach Mitzvot, that he's Racham taking the mitzvot. It's a mitzvah to take the riches of the Egyptians. It's a mitzvah to take the riches of the Egyptians. So if that's the case, why is Moshe Rabbeinu praised? And we have to learn from him such an amazing, amazing concept. Chacham, Levi, Kach, Mitzvot. Look what Moshe did. He took Mitzvot. He took Yosef's bones out. What do you mean? What do you mean? It's a mitzvah to take the riches of Egyptians. Hashem says it openly. Moshe, I beg you, ask the people to tell the people to make sure they take those riches. God commands us to take the riches. That's a mitzvah. So why are we praising Moshe? Wow, look at him. He did such a mitzvah by taking the bones of Yosef. Solid question. This is like bases loaded, ninth inning, the guy's up, they're down by like, they're down by three, a home run, wins it. This is this question, it's a solid question. You're going to get the answer tonight, you're going to get the answer, you ready? The answer is like this. The answer is, it says, everybody hears this question, this question is a phenomenal question, the answer says, you know, when we were leaving, we were leaving Egypt, and when we get to the actual sea, yeah, we get to the actual sea. What does it say? It says, "Ra'ahayam la'yanos." What does that mean? What does that mean? You definitely know what that means. It says again, "Ra'ahayam." Vayanos. What does that mean? Well, that was very good. The seesaw, not seesaw. The sea, la'a hayam. The sea saw. What did he see? He saw vayanos. He saw this word vayanos, and he split. What does that mean? What did he see exactly? Listen carefully. If you go back in Parashat Vayeshev, when the whole, we know, Vayeshev, we know the story of Yosef. And everybody, and everybody that you look, you have Abraham Avinu, Yitzhak Avinu, Yaakov Avinu, you have Moshe Rabbeinu, David Melech, you know, you have Nevi'ot, right? Well, and Navi. But it comes to Sadiq, Hat Sadiq. Who is it? Yosef Hat Sadiq. He is Yosef, the Sadiq. And why is he the Sadiq? Who knows why is he the Sadiq? The answer is very simple because he overcame the Yetzerara with Eshet Potifara. He overcame the Yetzerara when she tried. She tried being with him, and she says, no, 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 no. And because of that, he is called Yosef HaTzadik. It's always, if you look at Sukkot and, 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 and Semahat Torah, he's always the sixth. It's the Yesod. It's the Yesod means it's the foundation. Yesodik, Yesod, Sadiq, Yesod, Olam. What's Sadiq? He's the foundation of the world. That's Sadiq. And how do you become Sadiq? By overcoming what? 
overcoming your 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 your, your lusts and the desires and your passions and going serving Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you become Sadiq. What's the first belacha that we say in the Amidah? After the praises of Hashem, the Shevach of Hashem, comes the Pakashot of Hashem, right? We're asking Hashem. First, the first three Belachot is we're praising God. Hakel, Hagadol, Hagibor, Hanora, you're awesome, you're amazing, you're big, you're, you're great. The next 13 Belachot, we're asking, we're speaking and we're praise, right? Now, the ending of the praise of God, the ending, the, fir- the third Belacha is what? That you are holy. How do you become holy? How do you become holy? What is it? It's hafrasha. It's separating. Separating yourself from the Yetzirah. And what's the Yetzirah? What's the Yetzirah? That's the head. The head of Hasbashalom. Nashim. And now listen carefully. When Yosef was, was in that episode, what he did was, he, the Pasuk, if you look back, back then, it says that he ran. And the word that it uses is, Vayanos. And he ran, Vayanos, and he ran. He did something that was phenomenal. He's, he's 17, he's this, he did something phenomenal. He went against all nature, says, I'm gonna pass, and he ran, and he went, and he did, he Vayanos, and he ran. And now what happens is when we came to the Yamsuf, the Yamsuf was not splitting, the, the, the sea was not splitting. Until what happened, until Moshe Rabbeinu came and brought the Atzmot Yosef and brought the bones of Yosef. And now the sea sees, this is Yosef, this is the Tzaddik, he's the one, Vayaros, he's the one who ran away from his nature, from that desire, from that passion, he ran away, Vayaros. Therefore, the sea said, I have to change my nature and I have to split as well. Yeah. So the sea saw Vayanos. He saw Yosef's bones that he ran. Now the sea says, I will do the same. I'll change my nature and I'll also do the same and run as well. I'll split the sea for B'nai Israel. And it split at that moment. And that's why it says we have to learn from Moshe Rabbeinu. Chacham lev yikach mitzvot. There was, think about it. He did one mitzvah. Why is it saying Chacham lev yikach mitzvot? It should say, Chacham lev, the Midrash says, Chacham lev yikach mitzvot. It should say, Chacham lev yikach mitzvah. He took the mitzvah of what? Of, that's what Yosef. So why is it saying mitzvot? You know why? Because he was thinking. He was saying, wait, 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 wait. We're going to get to the Yamsuf, we're going to get to the sea. The sea is not going to split unless we have a zchut. What zchut do we have? We have Atzmod Yosef. Wow, this is going to open up the sea. So instead of running and doing the mitzvah of getting the riches of Egypt, he says, I'm going to do another mitzvah that's going to open us the pathway to actually get the sea split. So why does it say mitzvot? Because if it wasn't for Moshe Rabbeinu, nobody was able to leave the Yamsuf. Because he was the one who opened the Yamsuf with Atzmot Yosef, with the bones of Yosef. And that's exactly why. Chacham Lev, Yikach Mitzvot. Learn from Moshe. Everybody does mitzvot. You should know the biggest rasha. You should know the, uh, the, the, every Jew 
is filled with mitzvot. Go look at the last page in Mesea Hagiga. It speaks about Rimon. And it says, what's a pomegranate coming to Mishvat? What's a pomegranate? You have so many seeds in a pomegranate. You have so many pomegranate seeds. He says, there's so many mitzvot. <coughs> Thank you. It said, <coughs> wow. I don't know what happened over there. He's like, I'm gonna put something in the throne right now, okay? Okay? Let's calm it down, no problem. Like this. He says, like this. What was the, oh, the pomegranate. Every, it says, every Jew, every Jew, when you look at a Jew, just know he's filled with mitzvot. Because there is so many mitzvot. We have 613 commandments. That it's impossible for a Jew not to do so many of them. It's impossible. So every Jew that you see is very special because you know for sure that he did many mitzvot in his lifetime. Many mitzvot. This is a Gemara. Go look it up. It's the last page of Mesechet uh, Hayiga. It speaks about Rimonim. It speaks about the Rimon. It speaks about the pomegranate. And it says over there that even the, every, every, every Jew has a lot of mitzvot. Like a Rimon. Now that being said, you ready? That being said, you have to be chacham lev. You have to be smart and tackle and grab and grab the greatest mitzvot of the mitzvot. Now, this I have to stop and I have to explain a little bit. And I'll explain. Do we know reward for a mitzvah? Yes or no? No. We don't know. We don't. No, no, you don't know. Let's say. Let, let, let's say. Let's say. What's great? What's greater, tefillin or uh, tzitzit? You, you'll never know, right? You don't know. You don't know. Do you know? You don't know the mitzvah of this mitzvah over that mitzvah. You don't know the reward of mitzvot in calculation. If I were to come and tell you this mitzvah uh, of. Uh, of, uh, let's say, let's say, I'll give you an example, or another mitzvah of eating matzah on Passover. Eating, I'm sorry, eating matzah on Passover, that's a mitzvah. Uh, or eating in the sukkah, which one's greater? Like, you'll never be able to, to, to tell me because the mitzvot are never, never, ever, ever recorded how much you get for every mitzvah, right? Correct? Yes or no? However, there is one mitzvah that's told. There's one mitzvah that we know is the greatest mitzvah, and we know the reward for it. One mitzvah. Which mitzvah is that? No. Oh. You guys, everybody said something good. Everybody said something good. And I'll, I'll just elaborate. But one of them, one of them is Talmud Torah Keneget Kulam. That it says openly. The, 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 the learning Torah, the, when you learn Torah, it's the greatest mitzvah of all the mitzvot. And if you look at the Rambam, he says, if you take 612 mitzvot, and you put one mitzvah of the Torah, the Torah outweighs all the mitzvot. Right? Now, this doesn't mean to say, oh, if that's the case, I'm gonna learn Torah all day, and I'm not gonna do any mitzvot. I'm not going to put on tefillin. I'm not going to, you know why? Because I'm learning Torah. I'm, I'm, I'm racking it in. I'm, uh, it's like, it's like an open credit card. I'm going, shoo, I got the black card. I'm one mitzvah. Boom. I got a hundred billion. I got a three billion. I got, whoa. 
No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. But we do know, we do know that the the the, the limut Torah is the greatest mitzvah out of all the mitzvot. Now the question is, why didn't Hashem write in the Torah how much value is each mitzvah? Oh, very good. We have Joe the genius over here, right? We have Joe the genius, right? Thank you. He's saying good. If I were to tell you every mitzvah, the value of it, what are you going to do? You're going to go for the highest mitzvah and that's it. You're like, forget this, forget that, forget this, forget that. I'm just going straight for the big one. Correct? Yes or no? It's, 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 it's obvious. So Hashem didn't want that. You know why He didn't want that? Because I'll tell you why. Imagine if I were to tell you right now, uh, watermelons is going to be, instead of making, how much is every fruit? Let's say every fruit is, let's give you an example, $5 a pound. Watermelons is going to be $500 a pound. What is every farmer going to do right now? He's going to just say, forget cucumbers, forget tomatoes, I'm putting just straight up watermelon. That's it, finish. Boom. You know? And nobody, the world wouldn't have tomatoes, the world wouldn't have cucumbers. So Hashem says, listen, if I would tell you each mitzvah how great it is, then what? Then you'll just pick that, and, 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 and the garden, your own garden won't be complete. You only, you only have, uh, the, 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 the biggest things. So the world needs all the mitzvot, so I'm not gonna write which is, which is which, which is which, so you'll do all the mitzvot, and, but the problem is, the system just got messed up. Because we know, we know, the greatest mitzvah is learning Torah. So, how does that, how does that, how does that happen? How do, how do we know that mitzvah? If Hashem wants to do the mitzvot, so you just ruined it by telling me the greatest mitzvah. And you know what the answer is? The answer is, is no. Hashem knows that if you keep the mitzvah of learning the Torah, you'll eventually keep the Torah. Do you understand? You, when you learn and you learn and you learn and you learn, you get inspired, you get connected with God, you get connected with Hashem, and automatically, since you learn so much, you'll automatically do every single mitzvah, because that will motivate you to do every single mitzvah. So therefore, it doesn't ruin the system. I just told you, but what is it, but what do we do know from this? this so, yeah, everybody got that clear. But what do we do know from this? We do know one thing. We do know the greatest mitzvah is, is the Torah. And therefore, we learn from Moshe Rabbeinu, in the mitzvot itself, you should, a person should, Tackle should go after the greatest schad, the greatest reward of that, because that shows in a way how important it is, how vital it is. I have a statement, and I could show it to you. Uh, I could show it to you what I have. I have the statement of the Malach. He's telling the Shulchan Aruch. He's telling Shulchan Aruch, Yosef Cairo. He says the Yetzer wants to run after to stop learning Torah. That's what he wants. Don't learn. Just don't learn. Just don't learn Torah. Just don't learn. Why? He says, because if you would know, if you would see what happens in Shamayim when you learn Torah, you would see that you're creating worlds. You're creating things that you can't imagine. You see, right now, you're, you're talking Torah, you're talking, but what, 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 what? You know what I'm You're creating things. Every word that's being spoken, there's a malach being, be, being created. Every single word of Torah that you say in your lifetime, you're creating a malach. You're creating an angel. There's no question about it. You're creating an angel. Every single time you say a word of Torah, you create another angel. You create another angel. You create another angel. You're creating angels. And, and you're creating worlds. And it's brought down in the Zohar HaKadosh. It's brought down in the Zohar HaKadosh. There's a sefer called Torah Tabayit. 
Torah Abayi did a sefer that Hafez Haim wrote, and the whole sefer from the beginning till the end is one topic. What is the topic? One topic, one topic only. It is what? It is to tell you the value of what happens when you learn Torah. That's what it tells you. That's the whole sefer. And, and it motivates you. It's like, wow. It's like, whoa. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. This is the value of the Torah. It says, you know one Mesechet. He quotes the Zohar. And the Zohar says, if you know one Mesechet well, you know it well. Yarit Mesechet Chada. You know one Mesechet good. You know one, one, one Mesechet good. You know it. Even if you know just the Gemara, you know it well. You know the whole Meshachavatari. You know back and forth. You know the Gemara. He says, Yarita Al-Mahada. You are rewarded with a whole world in Shemayim. A new world. A world. You see, when we say, right? Every person has a portion of Lomba. And then you say, what? That what? There is, So there's a chelik in Lomba. This, this is, by the way, Chavetz Chaim speaks about it. In Sefer Torah Bait. There's a Chelek Lomabah, there's a portion of Lomabah, and there's a Ben Olamabah. Like, like, like he's the owner of, 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 of the, he's a Ben, he's like the owner of it. It's like, you know, yeah, yeah, you, 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 you let's say, you, for example, you have a thousand unit apartment building. A thousand units, right? So, if you own an apartment, you have part of the apartment building. But imagine I'm the owner of the apartment building. You know I'm saying? I'm the owner. I walk into my own building. This is my building. Wow. Yeah, you could, you could have part. Or give me the owner. If you do that, so therefore the Chacham Levi Kach Mitzvot. What is what is Moshe Rabbeinu teaching us? He's saying, yeah, there's a lot of mitzvot out there. There's a lot of mitzvot out there. But just know, in the mitzvot itself, remember the Talmud Torah. Can you Remember the greatest one, Moshe Rabbeinu could have took the could have took the riches, and it would have been a mitzvah. But he says, if I do that, then what's going to happen? You guys are going to be stuck. You're not going to be able to get out. So I got mitzvot because of me. What happened? Oh, you able to get out because of me? Because I got the mitzvah of Yosef, Atzmot Yosef, and everybody was able to get out. You understand what's going on? Hazon Ish. One time, I saw it in his sefer. He said, when a person works hard in learning Torah, he said it causes. Is what he said. It causes somebody else. In a way, it makes a ripple effect that somebody else in that in that it gives a kawach for him to make tshuva as well. When you learn, you're causing an effect. In the world, it's like a perfume where somebody else is walking in the, in, the, in the streets and he smells that perfume that you just put out and he has inspiration to get back to Akadosh Baruch Hu. It's a Hazonish. Imagine, he says, that. wow, how could that be? That's what Moshe Rabbeinu is teaching us. Moshe Rabbeinu is teaching us, Chacham Levi Kach Mitzvot. Remember, the greatest mitzvah, grab it. Why? Because when you grab that greatest mitzvah, automatically you'll do all the other mitzvot, you'll get everything. You understand how vital it is? You understand how important it is? When you, when you grab on that mitzvah of learning Torah, you'll be able to grab every mitzvah because in it, it'll speak about even what? Even how to act with people. It'll speak about health. It'll speak about how to live, how do you invest your money properly. All this is written in the Torah. All this is written in the Gemara. It's in the Gemara. It has everything in it. It speaks, there's a whole page in Mesechet Berachot, speaks about eggs. You know that? Eggs. Yeah? And it tells you how healthy it is, how a person should have the egg, how what it does for the body. Oh, who cares about eggs? No, no, no. There's a Gemara Batra, speaks about how important breakfast is in the morning. 
Yeah, he says, uh, breakfast, ah, I have a coffee and I'm done. No! It speaks about how important is breakfast. Imagine, Gemara says, what is it Gemara say today? It speaks about breakfast? Yeah, breakfast is so important. Have a, have a hearty breakfast. Have a nice breakfast before you start your day now. You'll never know that. He's like, come on, right? It speaks about health. It speaks about the, there's, there's a whole half a page. There's a whole half a page of Masechet Ta'anit. A whole half a page speaking about what? Speaking about when you eat, after you eat, not to exercise. Imagine. Why? Because you, your stomach is there. It's going to rumble, rumble, rumble all the food in. Be careful. So the next time you go to a wedding and, and you, uh, be careful, uh, dance with the hatan. Don't overfill yourself because if you overfill yourself, now you're going to dance with the hatan. Now what happens is all the food that's in your stomach is going to go rumbling, rumbling, rumbling. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. It's not healthy for the body. Imagine he says, what? All Gemarot, by the way. Gemarot's not wasting one, one, one dot of ink. And this is what it speaks, speaks about. He says, what? It's investing your money, where to invest. Like, what? How can, how can it be? What are you talking about? It speaks about character traits. You know that? It speaks about a person that has gaava. If a person has arrogance, the last, the, the, the second panic at the last page in Mesechet Sukkah speaks about arrogance. If you have arrogance, if, if you're rich, you're a wealthy man. Oh, look what it is. Look what, look what happens. I have all these, all these assets. I have, I own this building. I own that building. I own that property. I own 50 properties. Wow, look at that. And I'm under 35. Wow. Alright, 30 under 30. I, th- I have 30 apartment buildings under 30. I have 40 apartments under 40. I'm 50. I have 50 under 50, right? But then you, go, you, you, bre- you, you feel that you're better than everybody else. You can't say hello to me like that. Do you know who I am? You crazy? You crazy? Respect. If you feel that you're better than other people because you have what you have and you don't believe that it's a gift from God that He gave you, just know one thing. The Gemara says, Hashem will take those those assets away from you. He said, he's like, whoa. You see how important it is to learn? Just to be educated? To learn just the words? And I'm not just saying the way of, it's the way of life. Imagine, imagine somebody tells you that, by the way. Oh, he says, well, what are you losing money for? What's, what, what's going on? Oh, the stock market is going, nothing because stock market, the, the Dow, the, 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 the market credit, nothing to do with that. Cause you have gava, you have that, so therefore Hashem, you have to know what it says, not cause of that. Hashem makes it as if stock went down, this, that. Illusion. It's illusion. But deep down you have to know. It tells you how to be rich. It tells you how to be rich. I said, bishfir shit it tells you. It, the Torah tells you. It's a no-brainer. You want to be rich, wealth, wealthy? Be wealthy. There was a Navi. You know what he cursed the Jews? You know what he cursed the Jews? He cursed the Jews that the Maaser shouldn't go to the right spot. But because if it doesn't go to the right spot, then that promise is not, not counted for. You heard that? You have to give the Maaser to the right spot. Terechemet! <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. The Navi is cursing. Well, what's going on? What's going on? The Torah is teaching you how to, how to do. You know, think about it. It's only sensible to do that, right? It's only sensible. Why would HaKadosh Baruch Hu give a person so much wealth? For what? For what? So if you start practicing and giving Ma'asir 10%, 10%, she says, whoa, you're the guy that if I make you an ambassador, a treasurer of, my, of the, the money that I own, because it says, Leah Kesev, Leah Zahav, Leah Kesev. Hashem has all the money in the world. If I give it to you, then what's going to happen? I see that you're distributing good. I'll give you more, and 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 I'll give you more. So it's an amazing thing. 
This is all encompassing in the Torah. It speaks about lady being tzni'ut. A lady, kimhit. They have a very famous story about this lady that she had seven boys and all seven boys became Kohen Gadol. So how did this lady merit having all the children Kohen Gadol? How? Imagine you see a family and every single one of them, every boy became Chief Rabbi, Chief Rabbi, Chief Rabbi, Chief Rabbi, Chief Rabbi, Chief Rabbi. What's going on over here? Crazy. He started looking into things. There was one rabbi, Rabbi Rahim Palachi even brings it down. Rabbi Rahim Palachi says there was a certain rabbi that they looked from generations. Like his father, his grandfather, his great-grandfather, maybe 20 generations above. And all the biggest rabbis in the world. He went and said, how could it be? How could it be? How, what happened? How is it possible? So he said at that time, the, he was very shomer, his enayim, he was very careful not to look at something he's not supposed to look at. He was very careful for his kedusha, very, very careful. That's what he said. In the book, Seven Wed Kohai, he writes it over there. He says he was, he was very, very careful of his kedusha. So they asked, how is it all these seven boys all became Kohen Gadol? How is it even possible? You know what the answer is? The Gemara says, because the mother was extra sni'ut, even in the house, she was sni'ut, she didn't want the walls to see uh, anything that wasn't sni'ut. You hear what's going on over here? Now you know that, you see what this, uh, how important it is to be sni'ut. You see a lady, how important it is to be sni'ut, the lady. The Gaon of Vilna would say, sni'ut keneget kulam. He even has a letter he, that he wrote to his kids and everything like that. It's a wild thing. And I believe it was the girl with Vilna. He was always careful. Sometimes, uh, uh, a lady, she, she has to understand. If she come to, come to the, come to the Knesset, it has to be Tzni'ud as well. Sometimes they, they don't, they, you know, you have to have that, that, that thing. And where is it all coming from? From the learning of the Torah. I'm ta- now I'm talking about two different topics. I'm talking about, there's two things, by the way. There's one thing that they can't believe it was over the Briskarov one time. Here's this. What does an ox have to do with nowadays? Go look at Babakama. What does Babakama speak about? An ox, gore this, gore that. We don't have an ox nowadays. Or anything else. Or Kochim. We don't have these nowadays. We don't have this nowadays. What am I learning about? Holin. Okay, you're right. One time the bed to make that. But I'm not a rabbi. What does it have to do with anything? And sometimes you'll see something in the Gemara. It's like, what does it have to do with anything? I'm not. So you have to know two things. One thing is, the Torah's words itself is powerful. Where you just say those words is powerful. It's an atomic bomb that's making Kedushah to the world. Boom. It's just powerful. The words of the Torah is just powerful. That's what it is. That's one thing. They said one time Rav Scheinberg was learning with his Havruta in his house. And as they were learning, he gets up. He says, I have to go upstairs one second. He goes upstairs and he comes back downstairs. He says, Rabbi, where'd you go? He says, my kids are sleeping. So I opened up the door. So what does that mean? If they're sleeping, you want to close the door because we're going to be talking to the No, no, no. We're going to be talking to the It's not, our Torah is not going to wake them up. For sure it's not going to wake them up. But, I wanted to penetrate in the ears. I wanted to make sure it's there. Think about it. You, you think, you think it was a joke. There's, there's a lady in the Gemara that said she would walk her son to the Bay Midrash when she was a baby. Why? Hear the words of the Torah. Just to hear the words of the Torah is kadosh. Just to hear the words of the Torah. Just to hear the words. Just, it's automatic. You hear it in. It says, Hasr Shalom, a person doesn't learn Torah, I had a Havruta. 
I, 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 I can tell you his name off camera maybe. He'll let me, if on camera I will, this is what happened. Listen to this story. My Havruta, I learned him for many years. One day came in, he had a fire in his house. Fire in his house. I remember. He's a big learner and he doesn't stop learning. He's, he's a truck, doesn't stop. And what happens is, uh, one day he came in, he said he got into the fire, and uh, Baruch Hashem, he said that it was a miracle, and there was a, uh, there was a, uh, I forgot what is it called, a wire, a wire, a wire that was like, a, that, 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 that burnt, caught on fire, and shh, he was able to get his wife and kids out, and Baruch Hashem, everybody got, nobody got injured, but his, but his, but his, his, his he got burned his house. So he came into Yeshiva a week later, two weeks later, he went to one of the rabbis, Eliyahu Goldstein, and he asked Eliyahu Goldstein, he says, Rabbi, what do you think that happened? He says to him, I see you, you're always learning in the Bimidrash. Always. It's awesome. Now, I see you, even you extend the hours and you learn the Bimidrash. Do you learn, you should learn just a little bit more in the actual house. Because it's a protection for the house. It's a protection. It says, Hashem, not no learning. So just, just as a protection, learn a little bit more in the house. Torah, magna, umatzla. Torah protects and saves. You must know that. Torah, magna, umatzla. If you learn Torah, you're protecting yourself. They said, every, everybody said, with the Briskarov, famous story with the Briskarov. You know there was bombs in Israel? Bombs, 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 bombs. Oh, bombs going all over the place. So, they told the Briskarov, come down to the shelter. You know, they have a bomb shelter. Come down to the shelter. He says, no, I'm not coming down. I'm learning Torah. It's protecting. It's for sure protecting. I have nothing to worry about. Torah, Magnam, what's that? Anyway, they kept on doing it. They kept on doing it. Finally, 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 he said, okay, you know what? To make you happy, I'll go to the shelter. Boom, that's bomb. And then he goes down to the shelter. What happens? Boom. Boom. Right at the spot where he was learning in the dining room, where he was learning, a bomb came, knocked it out. And all his, his, uh, his family saying, look, we saved your life, we saved your life. He's like, no, you ruined my dining room. <laughs> I, if I was learning, it wouldn't have came. Torah Magnaum, it's not, protects and saves. It's not, it's not you say, you ruined my dad, it will protect. That's how much emunah that the rabbis had in the Torah. Kozman, they say, Rav Chaim Kenyevsky was alive, the Chazanich was alive. They, they weren't scared of any bomb. They weren't scared. Do you realize there was never an attack in Nebrak in history, a terrorist attack, until the time of Chaim Kenyevsky passed away, within that month, within that week? Do you realize that? He didn't realize. Do you realize in Hanof there was never a terror attack in history until the time Chawadiyah passed away? Right when he passed away, right that month, there was an attack in Hanof, terror attack. You realize that? He was protecting the city. Learning Torah, you're protecting. You're not understanding what it is. And if a person says, Maya Hani Lela Banan Apikores. If a person would say, what are these rabbis helping me? What are they doing? Sitting down, just opening up the Gemara, learning all day. They don't do anything for society. You know what the Gemara says? Apikores! You're an Apikores if you think like that, Apikores. Why? Because you don't understand. The whole world is standing on the Torah. And you're calling this guy who's sitting down learning all day. What is he doing for the world? What is he doing for society? Let me go work. He's holding up the world. 
He's holding up the world. It's a real thing, by the way. It's not a sketch. It's not a this. It's not a that. It's a real thing. Now you're going to tell me, what about ladies? What about ladies? We know the men have to learn. Ladies also have to learn. They have to learn. There's a lot to learn, by the way. They even said they should learn Mishnayot. You know how the men learn Mishnayot and learn Shmat? You know what I'm talking about? Like, like, they're like, sometimes you'll have in a Shiva house, they'll have like a, like a, like a wall and they'll put the Mishnah that you want to learn. Right? It says, what about ladies? It says, Mishnayot Avot. Pirka Avot. Pirka Avot. This is what's brought down. Pirka Avot. They can do Pirka Avot. Pirka Avot they can do. It's a lot of light lessons over there, and it's also just the words itself, the Torah itself, is very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. You have to understand this is what it is, but I'm going to tell you even more. For a lady, this is what it says. What does it say when Miriam, which pasuk does it say the Miriam was singing when she, when, 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 when they sang, when the woman sang? Anybody know? Yeah, that was the men, but which one pasuk does it say about Miriam? What does that mean? He says, the sus, the horse, and its rider, the one who was riding the horse, they were drowning in the sea. So everybody asks the question, Yaakov Galinsky speaks about it, why is it saying about, out of all the Pesukim, why do they sing that song? The the horse, look, the horse and its rider are drowning. Why that one out of all the Pesukim that they could say? Why that one? Listen good. Because in essence, they were coming out of Egypt and they're going to get the Torah. Who is the Chayuv obligation to learn Torah? Is on the men. Of course, ladies have to know the halachot that they have to learn. They have to learn the Musa, they have to learn their things, they have their Allahot, they have what they have to learn. But the Hayyub is on the men. That being said, that being said, the ladies say, oh, but our reward, what's going to happen with it? You know, at the end of the day, the men are going to be learning, learning, like we said, learning is the highest mitzvah. They're going to be learning all day, so what's going to be us? They're going to be carrying us. You know what the answer is? The answer is, what song did they sing? What, which is the only, which is the pasuk that it says? Again, what is it? Yeah, no, that's a, which means the rider and the horse both drowned. Why that? You know why? I'll tell you. Because why does, what did the horse do? Did the horse do anything or no? It drives the Oh, did the, did the horse die in the sea? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. But who was the one that was really going to kill? Not the horse. Who was it? The, the rider. The person riding on the horse, that was the one that was supposed to what? Kill. So, why is the horse drowning? They're both responsible. You know why? Because the horse was helping the Egyptian to go kill the Jew. You're helping an Egyptian to kill a Jew? Even, even that, you have to drown. So now the ladies are saying, what are we going to do? We're going to get the Torah, but we don't have a mitzvah. The mitzvah, of course, you have to learn what you have to learn, but the mitzvah is mainly on the men to learn the whole shots, to learn the whole Torah. What are we going to do? So you know what I said? We'll get the same exact reward. Why? Because we're going to be helping our husbands to learn Torah. So just like the horse helped the Egyptian rider, and the horse died because it was helping the Egyptian kill a Jew, it goes vice versa. If I help, 
my husband to learn Torah, guess what? Guess what? I'll be 50-50 with him. And therefore, what did she say? Don't worry, ladies. Be proud. They'll do all the work. We'll get half the reward. <laughs> well, they, do uh, I'm joking, I'm joking. They, they do all the work. I'm talking about the reward of the thing. But of course, yeah, lady, lady, what she does, she's, she, Ravigna Mili says she's the biggest Rosh Hashiva. says, why? Look how many kids she has. She's taking care of. You know what it is to take care of kids? You never, you ever, you ever take care of kids? You ever, you ever take care of kids? You'll see when you get married and you have your kids and you have this, you'll see what it is. It's great. It's awesome. But at the end of the day, it's what? It's work. It's avodah. It's this. But she hel- she's helping you. She's helping you. She- exactly. Exactly. So she's always involved in the helping of the husband. But it works with everything. If you help the mehacham, you also get part of that, part of that reward. You help this, you help that, financially or anything. Anything. Even if you tell a hacham, uh, I have a nice business deal for you. Invest and you know it's gonna go up. Uh, great. Yeah. Rabbi, guess what? Go on. I have a crazy deal for you. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, but yeah, I'll make you crazy percent on your own. Whoa. You're helping, uh, you're helping, uh, this. Great. Need my number to call me any investments? <laughs> Trust me, if you have a good investment, you'll be able to call me. You know how. <laughs> so, so that's what it is. And that's the great lesson. The great lesson here today is one big, one big Indian. And that is what? Take, take advantage of the greatest mitzvah. And it'll be all-encompassing, and you'll grab moments for it and moments for it. Well, Shana Ben was very smart. He just didn't take any mitzvah. He said, I'm going to take the mitzvah. And when I take the mitzvah, guess what? Everything else will open up. Because of me, I got your safe over here. Everybody automatically, what did they do? They were able to leave because of me, because that's what I did. It's the same thing when you're the first one in shul, or the first ten in shul. You started it up. You know, you get reward. It's brought down. Look at Pileo Eitz. Pileo Eitz says, I think it's on the Hashkama. On the Hashkama, he says over there, that you get re- the greatest reward. You become a high level of, 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 of tzaddik. You do tigun gama brit. He writes all of this. And what? It says, anybody who's the first ten in shul, he gets reward. Anybody that comes after, he gets reward. Not you don't take away his reward, but being the fact that you started as the first ten, so because of you, there's a minyan and shul because of you. Now anybody who comes after you, you get reward for that. You don't take away his reward. Hashem gives you an additional reward. Why? Because you were the one who started the minyan. If it wasn't for you, even though you know they're gonna have a minyan, but if it wasn't for you, you wouldn't, you didn't start. So every person that comes, you have to be smart. So now you are, everybody's coming to shul. If you just come five minutes earlier, wow. Chacham Lev, Yikach Mitzvot. Chacham Lev, what does he do? He's thinking, how can I regenerate more mitzvot? If you think a little bit, You'll be able to generate so much mitzvot in your life, but a lot of people just don't think. Just they don't just they don't just they just don't think. But if they would think, they could generate in their lives so many more mitzvot. What can I do? You have a shul. You have a bet midrash. If you just think of extra ideas what to do in the shul, you'll see it, it, it'll be generating. Wow, Rabbi, let's make another shiur. Rabbi, let's do this. Rabbi, let's do that. I'm going to organize this. I'm going to organize that. If you make it easy for the Rabbi, and the Rabbi just gives the shiur, wow, forget about it. Beautiful. You're grabbing another mitzvah. Let's make another shiur. Let's make another shiur. Let's make this. Let's make that. Let's do this event. Let's do that event. We had this guy in front of us, and Tom, uh, yeah, he wanted to make the, uh, sh- he, he tells me he wants to make one big shiur of uh, 150 people, 
every month, once a month. So he did one. Let him continue. I'm, I'm calling you out now, yeah? Uh, you, you, huh? I know you don't get embarrassed with these things, so that's why I'm doing it. I know you don't get embarrassed. I'm giving you motivation. You did it once? Now do it, hustle more. No, I'm good. I had one. No, you told me you're going to do every month. That's good. Next, you did one month. Let's do another month. Let's do another month. You did an event. 150 people came. He does mitzvot. He, uh, oh, Rabbi, what can I do for the shul? Oh, pick up kiddush? Oh, I'm going to go pick up kiddush. All the brachot and this, da, da, da. It's a big school. Wow! You understand? You understand what I'm trying to say? You can generate. I always tell you about the, the, the kid. One of my, one of my Havadal moved to Marine Park, right? He moved there, he moved there, whatever it was, many years ago. And he comes in, he says, you don't understand, there's a guy on my block, so what he sees the kids just running around, he says, you know what? Everybody, if they say they leave, I'm getting them gushers. Everybody got gushers, wow! They're the happiest people. What happened? They say a few days, leave it. He thought, thought of it, thought of a good idea. There was one lady on the, on my block, on the, down the block from me. What she start? She started once a week. Like, I don't know what she did. She did like, uh, 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 the ladies on the block. Once a week for a half hour. They, 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 they do a shiur. They do a shiur. They, they themselves, everybody reads a, a they have to prepare. They themselves, they have to prepare, uh, from this, from this sefer, from this book. They picked one book. And everybody has to prepare. Each time, it's their, their time. They, Think about ideas. How to make mitzvot. I told you, there was a guy in Mikdash Melech, by me, when I was in Mikdash Melech. I'll never forget. What did he do? What did he do? There, there was halacha yomit by the, by the, by the, by the coffee station. I don't know if it's still there, but my year was there. They took it off. Somebody's gotta go back and do it. I don't care. Anyway, I'll tell you what it was. By the coffee station, one guy says, everybody's making coffee, right? And time you make a coffee, sometimes there's a line, there's a this, there's a that, there's a lot of people, right? Everybody making coffee. You know, imagine the morning, you have 150 guys all making a coffee, let's say. So instead of just waiting online, one guy in the yeshiva had an idea. What did he do? He had an idea to put two halachot. Two halachot on a piece of paper, right by the coffee station. So when you're making your coffee, or on the side of the coffee, on the side, yeah, I was like, wow, what a brilliant idea. What a brilliant idea. So I said, wait, wait, I want, I want, I want a piece of the action. You know, it was, uh, somebody, somebody's time, I want a piece of the, so what, what, what did the guy do? He went ahead, he did halachot lashonara. Two halachot lashonara. Two regular halachot, two halachot lashonara. You think, wow, another, uh, think, think what you could do to, to improve and make moments for it. And like that, you should know, if you just think a little bit, just a little bit, you'll be able to see, you can generate so much mitzvot. And why is that important? Baruch Hashem, the, 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 the Jewish nation is, Baruch Hashem, it's, it's growing. And we need, we need something called Zikui Harabim. What's Zikui Harabim? Zikui Harabim means to give the masses merits. To do things merited. We need more yeshivot. We need more shuls. We need more Batei Midrashot. I'll never forget, when we're opening this shul up, I'll never forget, when I called somebody, I was very disturbed. One guy is like, oh, there's another shul? I was, I was inside, I was inside, I was like boiling. I was like, I still today, I remember, so, oh, another shul? I was like, oh, another shul? I said, to, in my mind, I didn't say him, but in my mind I was thinking, right? You know what Starbucks? You heard of Starbucks? Everybody heard of Starbucks, no? You ever see how how many Starbucks is there? Plenty. A lot, thousands. thousands, right? You go, you go, you go down the block. You go three blocks down. There's another Starbucks. You go this way. What do you need? There's one on King's Highway. There's one on this. There's one on that. What do I need? What do I need? Fifteen things. Just go to the one on King's Highway. It shows you what how successful they're doing. 
They saw you. They show you how successful they're doing. When there's another yeshiva opening up, another baby midrash opening up, it shows Hashem. Look, we're succeeding. You understand what's going on? So yes, there has to be more batei midrashot. There has to be more yeshivot. There has to be more, more things, more organizations. Hesed, brother, might say, how many hesed organizations is there? How many? We need another hesed organization. Yes, we need hundreds more. Thousands more. Yeah, we need more. More yeshivot, more matemishot, more kiddo organizations, more everything. You need more. You need to double down. More rabbis in the world, in, in the Jewish community. More. So you know, no, you look at Tony Tom, you see how many rabbis? Rabbis, you see how many rabbis? There's a lot of rabbis. Enough. No, not enough. We need to double that. Triple that. Triple. Wait, wait, wait. What kind of is that? What kind of business is that? That's what I'm saying. You have to think of ideas. Oh, you have to think of ideas, how to generate moments, vote, how to make it in your life and say to yourself, if you just think a little bit, how can I give the, 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 the Jewish people, uh, 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 more abilities to do moments vote? You can do it. You can do it. Don't ever put yourself down and say, I can't. No, not me. I'm good in my corner. I'm this, that, that. Don't think like that. Cause everybody would think like that. Everybody would just be in the corner and that's it. Call it a day. And I could have thought like that, and I could have done that, and I didn't do that. And a lot of people also could have said the same thing. Put myself in the corner. But don't cut yourself short. Don't think, I can't do it. You can do it. You can, you can do it. It's just that you don't, you don't think. You're not thinking. You're not, what, what? The world is big. I don't know for this. I know Weinberg, one time he came to a guy. He came to, he was in a donor's house, and he said, Rabbi, before you come in, I'm just letting you know, I have a teenager in my, um, in my house. He's not so religious, there's that. He came down with a, with a, with a tank top, right? To, to, to greet, he didn't even know the rabbi was there. He ding dong, he opened up the door, he sees the rabbi, he sees the, the teenager, 15 years old, with a tank top, and this and that, with a chain, and what's going on? Hey, so you're, yeah, I'm, I'm staying here for the week, okay, come. So the rabbi was talking to him, hacking with everything, all of a sudden, he tells him, um, can I get the rabbi a drink? Yeah, I'll take a Coke on the, on the rocks, you know, like the Coke on the heck? Coke with, Coke with a, with a, with a, what's it called? Some ice, you know? Jack and Coke is no, 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 no. He was having ice with, 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 with Coke and drinking. And he says, I want to just tell you something. The world is open for you. You can change it. The world is open for you. You can change it. Change it for the good. You can do it. Think. Look at Tony time. They had, they, I don't even know if they had a vision, but they did it. Look at, think about it. Think about it. Imagine they didn't go ahead and do it. What would the world be like? Huh? What would you think? It even gives chizuk to the rabbis. Because the rabbi now, you see, I see a camera in front of me, I'm like, I see that red button, I'm like, action, you know, I feel like I'm in a movie, I gotta, I gotta get perform, you know, it even gives me like the chizuk to, to even, to even say that she were better. You know, uh, how many people, you know how many people listening online, you know, you have, oh, who's gonna listen? And, and you never know when it's gonna happen. It could be in what? In a, in in another thirty years from now, somebody comes and presses a button. What what's going on over there? Oh, I like this rabbi. Let me listen. Let me this. Let me that. Wow! You think to yourself, Rabotai, it's not just them. Everybody, everybody, and guess what? A lot of times you're gonna feel it in your heart. That's that. That's that itch that you feel sometimes. I can do something. Go for it. Go for it. I know a lot of people, they told me their dreams. A lot of people. I want to make a, uh, I remember one, one, one guy told me, I'll never forget, it was many years ago, he said, I'm going to make the things for toys for kids. I want to make sure every Hanukkah, every holiday, Purim, everything, going to get a toy. It never came into fruition. Why? Because he didn't fully act. Act on it. 
And again, the Astaka will come. Everything will come. We'll have all Siyad Dishmaya. Have a great night, Avotai. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.